we deserve it. Been on the top for a real long time, and we haven't done this thing that we're notorious for doing that even got a name, Clemsoning, right? For a while, like the pit game when Deshaun Watson got yeah. beat, kind yeah. of the last, that's the last one that comes to mind for me because <clears throat> there, every other like loss, there's extenuating circumstances, right? Like Kelly Bryant goes down against Syracuse. Everyone kind of forgives that because your starting quarterback goes down. Right. Um, you know, losses to Georgia, who is very good. Like right. Notre Dame was very good. Et cetera. Year, yeah. Like, and then they beat him in the ACC yeah, It's games at the beginning of the season that were toss-ups or extenuating circumstances excuse Clemson from everyone being like, ah, there it is. But this was it. And, like, Duke didn't even play, like, a really good game. So it's not even like Clemson fans have to be like, well, you know, Duke outplayed us. And, and no, they didn't. They, like, they played a they played a game good enough to win. They, they beat us for sure. Like, but Clemson at the same time has been in the red zone 14 times in the last two games that they've played. The last two official games from Clemson football, 14 trips to the red zone inside the 20-yard line, and they have That's 21 amazing. points. They're averaging 1.5 points per red zone trip, which, you know, in a lot of other sports, like 1.5 points per attempt to score points is actually really good. In sure. football, it is like the worst you could do. It is the absolute worst. And the frustrating thing is that, like, Will Shipley is really good. It, you watched that last night. Really, really good. Defense, really, really good. Like, they got moved on a couple times, but ultimately didn't break a ton until, like, they were broken. But the offensive play calling is no different. The talent level of the wide receivers are still mid. Like, these aren't dudes. Like, these aren't dudes. The quarterback looks pretty good, but he does not have dudes around him other than the running back, who, by the fourth quarter, was destroyed. Like, totally destroyed. It, but I'm fine today. To the Shutdown Full Cast. You are listening to the internet's only college football podcast. I am Spencer Hall, joined this week by Ryan Nanny, Jason Hi. Kirk, and on the ones and twos, Michael Serber. Michael Serber is a fan of the Clemson Tigers, the team that we are going to open the discussion of this college football podcast with because the oh, most he already recent... put it all in there at the top you know it you yeah, know, know servers is i know yeah. just... i could summarize it i could summarize it we're gonna beat the shit out of florida state just <laughs> fucking <laughs> destroy okay. them power are you gonna beat that are you gonna beat the heck out of them the beat the absolute i've seen, I've heck seen out how that goes. super weapon i know they're kind of garbage but once a year they're good for one of these upset wins against a more established program i blame yep. Debo for Human talking about pit. little old Clemson because eventually <laughs> that was pit. going to manifest itself, right? Nobody respects little old Clemson. Well, I'm telling you, we're recording on Tuesday afternoon. And after losing to Duke, the prophecy has come true. Before we get to any of that, I would like to remind you that that content and the rest of this, <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Coors Light. Mountain you, cold Coors refreshment Light. made to chill. The mountains turn blue. Just let the blue devils, yeah! Hey, yeah, yeah. 
Tie it, baby. Ties in. I'm so happy Steve Spurrier was at that game. You know, the Donner Party had a, about as good a time in those Blue Mountains as Clemson did in the red zone last night. They ought to call it the Blue Zone. Duke is the worst. how cold Clemson looked once they got there. Mm-hmm. Duke is the worst team to lose to as a really? Clemson fan in North Carolina. In okay. football oh, or yeah. in general? Yeah, because they are the most unabashed. Like, well, yeah, I mean, I kind of pull for someone else in football because Duke was never good. And you kind of give them a pass for that. Like, <laughs> they don't even care. Th- that's kind of the vibe. Even Carolina fans, you know, they, they've had some runs. But, like, you know, they, they, a lot of them, you give them a pass that, like, they pull – a lot of them pull for Clemson, frankly. Or um, – <laughs> Or like they did, yeah, yeah. So like, but they're but they're also pretty impassioned Florida State fans. A lot of them, and like, and you know, so we just get to lose to them twice, and they're just gonna like even the team I don't even pay attention to beat y'all this year. It's it's not great. And then like the true Duke fans who just like they deserve this moment, frankly. Um, but yeah, it's the, they're the worst one because because Wake Wake fans have done it before uh, often enough, and UNC like has our they have our blood for basketball always because of that streak that they had and um like nc state just doesn't bother anybody because they're <laughs> like they talk but we don't listen and they get it they get it on our way to seven and five yeah american aquarium gives them a pass i just kind of let them i just i just like i love bj i'll you i'll say what you want so like and the the, the many types of duke fan there's like the the all duke sports fan which yeah that is a mm-hmm. unique type of person. There's yeah. the stereotypical Duke, the Duke Cowboys Athletic Yankees Director fan that you're describing. Right. Yes, <laughs> seven people. <laughs> and then the, the, you know there's like the the, the Duke Duke Lakers um, uh, Manchester Tw- fan. the Twitter mm-hmm. bio fan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. then there's the the fan Serber's describing, who's like the Carolinian Duke fan, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. My backup team is any other team <laughs> throughout Appalachia and thereabout, and the, and the Piedmont and so forth. Um, can we call them the National Guard Reserve fan? They're the one who's like, <laughs> sure. I'm here, but I have to go over here. But when deployed, I will serve. Mm-hmm. Right. In my day job, I'm mm-hmm. a physical therapist, but sometimes I transform into Florida State football fan. I, I think it's worth mentioning. I failed to mention, too, that like Duke fans are so looked down upon by Carolina fans that like Carolina fans are give us shit for this, too. Like that when you lose to Duke, like Carolina fans also, they all they like take that win. They're like, "Yep, fucking losers, you guys suck." <laughs> Fascinating. So so much going on. There's too many teams in that area. I think mm. that's part of the problem. There's just way too many teams. Yeah, there are a lot of teams. this isn't a situation where like you know it's Nebraska. You root for Nebraska. And it's like, not a situation where it's Texas, here. and it's like, well, Texas is the size of a country. It's fine to have yeah, right. We yeah, have yeah, multiple, multiple partitioned kingdoms. Of right. Football. Yeah. yeah. I'm right. the smallest microcosm of North Carolina too, because I'm in Winston Salem. So like, mm-hmm. there's an I have like a really skewed view of how many Wake Forest fans there are because they all, you know, <laughs> they're all buried yeah. here. Yeah. It's also, and this is not Clemson's fault. Lots of things are. To have it be the very last game of week one all by its lonesome self oh is where yeah. it really stings in the like, casual fan time zone like yes everyone saw this everyone yes. thinks like oh mm-hmm. duke must be great at football now like that is what the average american dude thinks right now no one wants to go to bed no one wants to right. let the holiday weekend go quite yet yep why not stay up 
and watch Clemson fumble the ball on like the six inch line <laughs> twice. My in like thing about three stooges whoop 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 fashion like if you give clemson both those red zones uh those those fumbles give them touchdowns replace both of them and you give them both of the field goals they still lose by they one. lose 28 27 yeah like the greatest part is this they spent the entire first half uh putting their dick in the dick destroying machine right the thing sure. that says don't put your dick in this and they were like mm, i don't know <laughs> Could and, be pretty good. and at halftime, their dick was mostly fine. Yeah, and then they came Except out. I knew, they that, had, I knew they that, had that machine. To, I knew those warnings didn't mean shit. They, I told had, you. they had to drag their dicks three entire minutes to the <laughs> locker room around the bonus <laughs> bounce houses <laughs> around <to> bounce houses. Stalled, <laughs> diabolical, in, in order to delay Dabo's machinations. <laughs> Yeah, you don't like the walk from the locker room to the field? Well, about that, we'll make it festive for you. Here's a bunch of children's bounce houses. What's wrong, Dabo? I thought you liked castles. Yeah, never gonna. He's probably like, I'm never gonna look at a bounce house the same way again. (laughs) Only, only like jumping anymore. Jesus, protect me from these bounce houses. Gravity's a lie. Uh, But then they came out in the second half, and Clemson had good answers. They moved the ball. They played a lot better on offense. It's just the defense started to fall apart. And when you miss one tackle against kind of a team that's going for a spread run angle, it goes 44 yards for a back-breaking TD. But they moved the ball. They just couldn't get it in the end zone. Like, it's going to be a real hairy offensive game tape watch because they're going to go in and go, we're so close to being good. (laughs) We're so close. Do you know how many passes Duke completed in the second half? I'm going to say three. It's five. Five. It's five. Perfect. That's how I know you beat someone's ass. If you're like, did you win? Yeah. How many passes in the second half? I can put them on one hand, brother. (laughs) I saw a lot of people say, like, oh, man. Then I I realized at some point in the game, this is just like the Orange Bowl. And, like, I understand that they're talking about the Orange Bowl against Tennessee. This really felt like the Orange Bowl against West Virginia. Wow. But but except that West – but, like – Duke wasn't on like West Virginia was. Right. They weren't on one. Like Riley Leonard was like like to your point, completing fifty percent of his passes. So it was just But Dyson folks up in the open field. I'll tell you what. <laughs> it was Andre Ellington fumbling at the goal line just at, over and over again. It was like Groundhog Day. It was yeah. that that was the orange bowl that I felt like I was stuck in. But I'm fine. I'm fine. I don't know why you keep asking. Yeah. You had well <laughs> listen, you had young Kirk nephews out there. It's not Kirk Cousins. That's Kirk Nephews. That's you had you had like young MC brokerage out there dicing people up. Serber, in um, recent seasons, maybe two or three years ago, you said being a Clemson fan had become boring. So like, to do, do, do things feel more exciting now? Like, do, is this going to spice up the rest of the season a little bit? Uh, yeah. Um, spice up it, your marriage by crashing your car. <laughs> I like I I absolutely feel like. There's, they have a really tough schedule. Like when you actually, they they do catch a couple of breaks by getting Carolina and Florida State at home, um, and Notre Dame uh, at home as well. Like, but God, those three teams have looked really, really good and mm-hmm. not at all like Clemson looked. Um, so, I think I even went as far to, so far as to say like I'd kill for an eight and four Clemson team. This really looks like about an eight and four Clemson team he potentially, unless unless like you know. Unless the freshmen that didn't play all of a sudden start going on the field and the Lord does hear prayers are not mid, yeah, 
but the Lord, the Lord just hears the mean prayers. I all. think the Lord has muted Clemson for a little while. <laughs> left, left on red. Left yeah, on red. It's, uh, we've <laughs> heard enough from you. Yep. We're we're gonna we're gonna give everyone else a chance to pray <laughs> as well. <laughs> how bad? How bad did? How bad have we incurred the Lord's wrath? I'm going to favor Duke over you. Oh, God. Yeah. Clemson, you're going to move to the back of the queue for a little yeah. while. It's the Methodist turn. You finally yeah. did it. The, the the heavily lapsed Methodists of um, Texas, SMU and Texas Duke. State, Texas State has a turn with God right now. Clemson, just be patient. It will be yours again. <laughs> By the way, I do love hardcore Duke fans in the same way that I love hardcore Texas State fans. Because, man, somebody like the hardcore Texas State fan or the hardcore Duke fan, it's their moment, dude. Yep. yep. This is as this is as fulfilled as they will ever be by athletics because the expectations will now be there to be good a second time, and that's always iffy. But the first time, oh, ecstasy! Like the down payment that you have been making emotionally for fifteen to twenty years finally paid off in the one-time sale, which now might be a balloon mortgage that sends you crashing. But we'll think about that tomorrow, baby. Money's not real. Money's not real. The um. In the computer composite ratings, the Massey composite that pulls together a bunch of power ratings, um, the most improved team through one week is Colorado, jumping 29 spots, of course. Number two is Texas State, jumping 23 spots, uh, followed by Jack State and Duke. The bottom four, oh, God. Mm-hmm. Baylor, Texas Tech, TCU, and North Texas. Um, so, like, the state of Texas is just going fucking crazy here. Texas State, is, uh, Houston jumped 13 spots as well, but Texas State is just um, flying up the Texas rankings. They're probably still, like, ninth, but it's, just, oh, that, it's our weirdest state uh, by far to this point in the season. Yeah. I don't even know who if there's a close second at this point. South Carolina. I mean, it's always our weirdest state. But. Oh, yeah. So, South Carolina. Uh, everyone lost. Place. You're right. Uh-huh. Everyone. Yeah. South Carolina mm-hmm. lost so hard that it made UNC look like they have a defensive line. That's that's amazing. That's how bad their offensive line is. So you're saying is. they don't. The, you know, I'm saying they're probably hanging at like a, a B. But, man, in that slow class with South Carolina's kids, like with that offensive line, I just, the, they look like A-plus students. The entire state of South Carolina, just it was blood week. If yeah. there's if there's state blood weeks, South looking Carolina at these one. same ratings, uh, Coastal South and Clemson all went down by at least nine spots. Yeah, shouts out to Chip Kelly by the way for being like, "Where these commercial rules are really messing up my game? We only had five possessions." I'm oh like, my god, you couldn't get Coastal off the field. <laughs> get uh, a better and, defense. And then Citadel got shut out by Georgia Southern too. Damn, oh, brutal. I think South Carolina State Wofford. lost, and Wofford lost too. Maybe. Wow. Yeah. The, um, dude, yeah, the, Waff- is... Wofford played Pitt and got destroyed. Pitt had the ball for like 42 minutes. <laughs> they played Pitt. <laughs> the, um, dude, the tempo plays offense snaps thing, that, it's, uh, that is, it's going to be the thing that makes me lose my mind this season. Like everyone it... assuming, like the easiest way to go viral on college football internet right now is they're, they're, they're not letting the kids play. Okay, the, kids, so... the boys want to play football. So, and like, so because, wait, hold on. Because this is a news program. Uh huh. Let's explain to people who might not know what the fuck we're talking about. What is going on in college? Like, let's explain. Because we, what we is... probably have a lot of listeners who don't watch college football, as we Correct. have discovered. We do. Correct. Correct. So, so um, the the NCAA's new rule is the clock doesn't stop after first down anymore, except in the past last couple minutes of a half. Uh, mm-hmm. You might wonder why it always did. Who cares why it did? It just did. No one. It, it didn't matter. It didn't need to. They just got rid of a silly rule that, like, so the you chain know, gang could saunter. 
Now the clockworks. The clockworks like it does in the NFL, and it's you know it'll it'll save a little wear and tear on players, um, but it does not materially change anything. And we have the data to prove that because for the past two seasons, um, offenses have averaged 68 snaps a game. This season, offenses are averaging 67 snaps a game, and that's with half of them being 85,000 to two week one blowouts. So like. No, I know it. I know it feels weird when things change, and like you're acting like a fucking baseball fan who doesn't get to sit in one place for four and a half hours. But it's the same damn game. Like I know it's so easy to get a thousand likes on any app by saying they, they broke my college football because I love to look at clocks not moving. No, <laughs> shut up. It's the same. Mm-hmm. Nothing changed. You wouldn't like, notice if they hadn't told you. It's like a play and a half. I think that's what the difference yeah, is. Yeah, at that, like, oh, you really need one more Northwestern um, uh, shovel punt in no, your you life? No, you can have that. No. Take it. <laughs> the, the, the most delightful uh, example I saw of this was they were like, Indiana only ran 54 <laughs> plays. How much Indiana did you want to see? <laughs> did you, brother, did you see what they were doing? They would walk up to the line, mm-hmm. set up in a triple option, okay, because Indiana... <laughs> Indiana does what you do when you're really hungover at work, right? They're like, expectations are low today, y'all. Here, just to let you know. Because they set up basically running the triple, and they would go until the clock was down to like six seconds, five seconds. Then they're like, okay, now down to business. Because you don't want to let the other team have a possession because they're Ohio State, and that possession's probably going all the way to the back of your end zone. Yeah, it's so crazy. That's why. team out talented at every single spot on the entire roster and run by a defensive coordinator from indiana is mm-hmm. going slowly <laughs> yeah. the sport is broken <laughs> you're like indiana had a game last year against cincinnati where they ran 104 plays <laughs> and That's they why. lost too much they yeah, lost why? they lost by 21 and they didn't get to 350 yards of offense. you want see you wanted more of that that's what you get yeah you really want more indiana football no, uh, according don't. to the victim's uh fitness watch he swam 12 miles but was still 42 miles short of shore expended 38,000 calories and still died like i i, I will concede that there are circumstances in which coaches and staffs don't know how to adjust to this rule because it does make sort of the last i don't know five minutes of a half let's say it does change uh-huh. the it does change the feeling of those like they move it, it feels a, a little more tense yeah yes and it, and i think there is an adjustment period where teams are figuring out okay how do we manage time in that way because we're there is a muscle memory to it there is a sort of like all right we do it this way and that'll burn this much clock and blah 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 or we can go this fast but like I don't know. This it it's funny because seeing all these complaints I'm like I think what everybody's actually mad about is the change from almost 15 years from 15 years ago when we moved to the 42nd clock. Like mm-hmm. that feels like where all the slowness is potentially coming from, right? Not this, not this very specific like only on first down does the clock run and I don't know. I don't. I mean, I, it, maybe it's like everyone saw like, oh, baseball is actually fun now. My complaints didn't work. I'm gonna roll over my complaints to this other sport where they're doing a clock thing. I'm just gonna keep doing it until I find one where the clock getting faster is actually bad. Now, now here's here is the other complaint that is valid. Baseball has the pitch clock, and it has made games faster and shorter, and that's mm-hmm. a thing that people like. 
football has made this change, and the games, the the, the broadcast itself is not in any meaningful way whatsoever. So I do get why people feel like, wait, you said you would do this, and we wouldn't have to sit through like five hours of a football game, but we still have to do that? Fuck you. That's a little bit of a cheat. Yeah, I think this is just uh, this is just complaining because uh, your team sucks. That's usually what these boil down to: is if your team sucks at something, you will blame whatever the new rule is. My Rather team than, sucks, yeah. and I know it's not because you of the know, new rule. no, no, it's ass. <laughs> Do you know what the last thing I was worrying about watching Florida get skull knuckled by Utah? <laughs> no, those would... goddamn clock rules. No, I like this. I wish this would last longer. I wish. Listen. Yeah, I really want more of this. More Listen. Graham Mertz poured in my face. Graham Mertz was fine. Okay, he was fine. That's, that's he was the fine. fucked up thing. Is that Graham Mertz was fine. He's fine. The offensive line was trash. That's what happened. They got they got beat up and down the field. They need to know that. They know that. Do you know what they're not blaming? The clock rules. They weren't laying on their back with two Utah defenders taking crowbars to them, going, "Man, wish the clock had stopped." I do wish Davo had done that. Like I I I do Blame wish Davo had been like, well, these goddamn first down rule. I was informed. I was informed. Rules. Last night he would be contrite. He would yeah. he would regain his composure yeah. and come out all hurt, wrong, and dumb at the midweek press conference. So okay. Pay attention mm. when this podcast is dropping. That's probably when Dabo will blame cell phones, uh, lack mm. of family structure, atheism, <laughs> Chinese the TikTok. transfer portal, Chinese TikTok, <laughs> the TikToks, and uh, everything else, rather than saying, I can't develop a wide receiver anymore. That's probably what he's going to do. Multiculturalism. Just, yeah. It's just like lots of people hate Ohio State. Lots of people hate Alabama. Lots of people hate Michigan. These are teams that have been good or close to good for the entirety of our lives, more or less. Like some mm-hmm. blips here and there, but certainly like... Very entertaining blips, yeah. Clemson is not that. Clemson has somehow managed to do the New England Patriots thing where it's like, for years, Clemson was just a team. Just a team. And has now, like, the fact that the whole timeline is like... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, like, so yeah, yeah, like so, like imagine if you were in a coma for fifteen years and like, what the fuck is everyone picking on Clemson? Right, right. Uh-huh. it would be wild. Like, it would be a Back to the Future I, I moment where you're it, like, I, Biff, that's what you look like now. It, yeah, would it would it be like if suddenly the whole country hated Old Miss? Although a lot of the country does hate. Well, Miss. no, <laughs> <laughs> we had but, a whole. But we're like that. two seconds away from that at all times. <laughs> you're right. I apologize. It would be like if, if you woke up NC State. NC State is always the example. <laughs> right. Well, we yeah. can come back to NC State. You know, if, if you came back and you were like, man, you know who I hate? Fuck or, Wisconsin. Wisconsin or Oregon. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, I hate. I mean, Oregon's good. Yeah. But like they've never been so oppressively good as to be hateable. Maybe that's not true for West Coast teams or University of Washington fans. But on uh, the whole US, national. US, USC has fa- been hated like that. Yeah. USC has been hated like so. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i i cannot understand another thing here too which is um or i how's this i slightly understand it okay because part of the great joy is that people personally don't like dabo right they feel a great deep personal antipathy toward dabo because they believe that he is like some bible thumping fake i think the truth is that he's actually a bible thumping very annoying person like he's a very like <laughs> oh yeah it's worse because that's all genuine like he that that's all people go like oh man dabo's fake 
no, brother, I have worse news for you. That's yeah, all very yeah. real. Yeah, and it's that's it's, it's it's easier for people who never grew up around yeah. thumpers, who have never inhabited any of those spaces, to assume it's all fake. No. It's profitable, yeah. yeah. And leaning into it is good for the brand, yeah. But it's what's there. It's that, That's what it is. <laughs> that's just like, you know, like, I, I wanted, part of my instinct with Dion is to be like, oh, man, I'm just waiting for, like, I'm waiting for the rug pull. I'm waiting for this to collapse. I'm waiting for this to be prime prep and academy. And then I realized you should extend it the same grace and skepticism you give every other football coach, which is there were, we're all waiting for the rug pull. Right, we're all waiting for the moment when their self-interest completely outweighs the ability to stay there and to continue to like build a football team. It's it's the same for everybody. Like Dabo and Dion, it's the exact same thing. We're just at different points on this on the the cycle. Felders wrote something very interesting in his newsletter about about Colorado, mm-hmm. and and it was very simple. And I'm just gonna like steal his subhead here. I like being wrong because it means someone is outproducing my expectations. Yeah. And I totally agree with like so much of not just college football, but sports coverage writ large is about like predictions and prognostication and like who saw this coming and who didn't. And I understand why for reasons that feel both real and theatrical, Deion Sanders is very mad about the people who didn't believe in Colorado. I think it's a useful motivational tactic within the locker room. Yeah, I, I think it say, also watch, allows watch my to, fingers mad. Yeah, sure. He was mad. Sure. But I think what that argument misses is that this is a big part of what makes sports fun. Like, if, if it just happened the way we thought it would happen, if it just went the way that the math or the predictions said it would go, it wouldn't be fun. It, it, or it would be, but in a much more constrained way. Like, if everybody had just gone into this season saying, yeah, Colorado's got all this transfer talent and Deion Sanders did such good work at Jackson State and yeah, they're going to go out and they're going to beat TCU. The exact same game would feel different. The fact that it was so shocking and it was so not what people thought or at least some some plurality of people thought was going to happen is what made it fun. It's what always makes it fun. Like that's that's half the reason why we do this. I love being wrong. I have a very vivid memory of doing this, sh- and I never remember anything we do on this show. But I remember we were previewing some uh, Iowa State-Oklahoma game years ago, and I was just like, there's no way Iowa State wins that game. There's no chance in hell. And they fucking did, and it's, it's awesome to be – it is really delightful to be wrong. Yeah. The, um, the example that I think about – all NFL season these days is Josh Allen because yes. I was one of many people who said, "All right, let's assemble all of Wait, the I was data." I told you were the only believer, in Josh. Yeah, Allen. I, I, deep down, yes. Uh, <laughs> I, I was one same, of many people who brother. said, "All right, let's assemble all the data and let's just look at how unlikely it is that he will succeed." Right? That does not equate in any way with hoping he will not succeed. When right. he does, that is a one turning into a one hundred. That is so much more fun than a ninety-nine turning into a one hundred. It's it's a lot like watching somebody play roulette and put money on a number. It's not wrong to say that's probably going to lose. And it is awesome when you are wrong to say that. Yeah. Like it's it's not it's not more complicated than that, but like man, we really get locked into these ideas of like who who accurately predicted the future. <laughs> Fuck that. That's not fun. I mean, I do kind of 
I don't want to blame, but I will ascribe some serious influence to analytics for making this worse because now we have somewhat shiny numbers to back sure. up what is likely to happen. Yeah. And this is where probability meets the inflexibility of the human brain because you go, well, that should happen. And when it doesn't, it's jarring as opposed to just being like, but I don't know, we're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but, you should just, you but should just you- have fun being completely clueless, which is part of the default condition. Even analytics can like help shape why, th- like when Bill drops his um, win expectancy numbers after the fact, it's fun to go through and be like, oh shit, Nebraska should have won that game. Nebraska 100, mm-hmm. like my feelings were right. I was not wrong to be like, God damn, Nebraska, what are you doing? Not that Nebraska fans need to like have that confirmed by anything at this point in time, but. Yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying, and I think there's something to it as well, but, like, I don't know. I think it, I, yeah. I think it's yeah, just I don't fun understand. to just be like, I don't know what... Week two is coming. I don't fucking know what's going to happen. I don't <laughs> have the slightest clue. No goddamn clue. That's that's the greatest part, you know? Even when, like, I thought Colorado was going to get waxed. It turns out they're a good football team. Right. Hey, delightful. They had four 100-yard receivers. <laughs> And and by the same token, if you if like if you're like, what's going to happen in Colorado, Nebraska? I don't know. I don't know, and that's fine with me. Uh, that one I have a pretty good. <laughs> I, it's, Something it, bad for Nebraska, most it, likely. It, probably, mm-hmm. probably yes, because, but yes, because yes, yes. the Lord's the Lord's will is <laughs> I strong. Did, I did think I did think about this. I did think about this. I was like, well, man, they should really cover the running back out of the backfield. I was like, okay, cool. That only leads three one hundred yard receivers to worry yeah. about. Okay, yeah, it's Great. it's. My favorite thing about, I mean, you know, we, we all say we love the sport because of the upsets and the chaos. Well, in, in that case, when one happens, it's not a cause for, like, um, running down a list of everyone who didn't predict it. They contributed to the feeling of upset right. chaos, yes. They, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Like, everyone who said this is what is likely to happen when it doesn't happen, they made it feel even better. <laughs> right. So, really, Colin Cowherd is doing the most for us because, he's, you know, whoever's the wrongest is the one contributing the most to our joy. The... um. It, it, the Colorado, in hindsight, it's crazy because it's like, oh, well, fucking of course it worked. Travis Hunter was a number one recruit, and, like, he, he was two number one recruits yes, at right. once, right. right? And, like, Shooter Sanders is thrown for a million yards, and, they you know, uh, they flipped a four-star from Notre Dame as soon as, um, as soon as Dion got there, and he ran for f- three or four touchdowns in week one. It, like, in hindsight, it's like, oh, well, yeah, I mean, against a depleted – um, air raid, you know, uh, defensive line, you know, and, and in like a Pac-12 that's heavy on quarterbacking and light on defensive, like, of course this will work great. But, you know, three days ago that felt I, crazy. The most stunning part about that is, you know, just to like put a nut and bolt to it because I like to be materialist occasionally about <laughs> these things, that they did that with an offensive line that was, to put it generously, like, uh, not all there, not fully developed in Coet. Uh, yeah, like not great, and it didn't matter because Sanders is just getting the ball out. Like, yeah. if you look, three step drops all day. Like, like just real quick, read and react, get the ball out accurately. Like the team that beats them when this happens, they're gonna be the first team that's like, we're going to hold every play. We're just mm-hmm. gonna hold. We will just hold at the line of scrimmage and see if you call it. It's a very simple game sometimes. Just find that and the crew who won't call it, and they're going to be in trouble. Yeah. And, I mean, there, there, are, out te- there are teams that can um, outgun them. 
there are teams that will just be too big. I mean, Colorado-Utah, that's a strength on strength. You know what I mean? Like That's a fascinating game now. Could go yeah. either way. Not something that we were expecting to be able to say right now. I don't know if that goes either way. They're very mean, but I'm re- <laughs> I'm very biased because that's the only team I've seen in person this season, and they're very big and mean, y'all. Robust. That's a robust bunch of boys. Vanderbilt's 2-0. Florida's 0-1. Deal with yeah. it. Yeah. Deal. <laughs> Three games behind Vandy. How's Sail that? Sail on, bitches. <laughs> Eat shit. Vanderbilt, uh, Vanderbilt also uh, laps Methodist. Add them to the board. It yeah. is. It is. Add them to the board. Also, standard bearer for the conference because they have two victories when LSU, Florida, and South Carolina have none. Thanks for the stunning out of conference debuts, y'all. It's fine. <laughs> it's it's absolutely fine. All right. Well, of those three, who feels worse today? <laughs> it better be LSU, man. I think it's LSU based on what I've seen. <laughs> Which is Tiger, crazy. Tiger droppings is, is closed. Which is crazy because <laughs> South Carolina, I mean, South Carolina should probably feel the way they always feel, which is like nothing will ever work. <laughs> and we are we are stuck in like, South Carolina is perpetually like, oh, it's just 15 more minutes for a table. That's the South Carolina football experience. <laughs> Florida fans, I think, have been so aggressively trained to like, multiple outlets have been like, they're going three and nine. They're going three and nine this year. And so, like, there is a little bit of click training to that. But LSU, man. So I don't, like, is this the is this the point where you go, hey, it's not as bad as you think it is? Because I don't no, like you. Because- no, because be- I think it's because it's all relative is the thing. Because yeah. when LSU, <laughs> when LSU before this game is getting articles on ESPN that are like, why shouldn't the championship bounty continue at LSU? Basketball, women's basketball, mm-hmm. baseball, great gymnastics program. Is that like why shouldn't what football is logically next, right? Like oh boy, Uh-oh. that's a great. You just you just climbed all the way to the top of the ladder and got mm. pushed in the fucking pool. That's that's like being due gambling. I'm due. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I don't like of those three teams. Like, for Florida, I look at it and go, in retrospect, there's a lot of really good young players out there, and they played really way better in the second half, and Utah's really good. I feel as okay as you can about a public pantsing like that, especially when I don't know if you can play any worse on the offensive line. We'll find out, especially against Tennessee. Maybe they'll be even worse. It could happen. But I don't think that'll happen twice, especially going all the way across the country like they did. Florida may be one of the few teams that's actually like, we don't know how to do this. I mean, they really don't. Like, it's true. <laughs> it's true. They really don't. Um, South Carolina feel real bad because I don't well, know if you have a lot of answers. Like, and I don't Flo- know if the staff has answers. The media picked Florida to finish uh, fifth in the East. South Carolina was picked third. Yeah, that's that's bad. LSU was like neck and neck with Alabama mm-hmm. to win. Like the West is the West is weirdly interesting right now because I think everybody was sort of like, well, Alabama doesn't have figured it out, hasn't figured it out, and LSU is ready. Like they have the quarterback, they're like ready to sort of jump right back and sort of like improve off last season. It's not a conference game, so technically, like that is not affected, but. 
Oof. Yeah, I mean, LSU was, um, I mean, again, talking about things that made sense just a few days ago, uh, if if not for Georgia's schedule, I probably would have picked LSU to win the SEC. Sure. Just like, they brought back everything. They had everything they need, and then they moved I, it around to weird spots. But Again, it's great to be wrong. It's fun to be wrong. Yeah. I um, Looking at the uh, the updated AP poll, uh, Clemson is behind Duke and Colorado. <laughs> As How cool foretold, is that? Um, you, you'll, I want you to know that Tigers fans have recovered uh-huh. uh, because among the headlines on important business on Tiger droppings is Camping World Stadium is a dump. All right, we're back at it, boys. Yeah. Back at it. <laughs> on the that, next grass, that grass sucks. Yeah. Yeah, Got that it. grass Got sucks. Em. I'm sure the grass is fine. Yeah. Um, Clemson's still ranked amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sticky, Iowa sticky, is baby. out here scoring 24 points. And, I mean, well, I guess that's fair. Iowa didn't get to 25 either way. Mm-hmm. One, one under. One under. <laughs> Always. Under. Forever. One way or the other. <laughs> one off of 25. If if they score 24 again and then again, like if they score 24 in El Asico, Kirk, well played, baby. Well played. Just keep this going. <laughs> Just to come up like one point shy on every game. Master of your universe in El every single goes way. a tricky one to score only twenty four in because that game is always either like four to prime, one prime numbers only baby. <laughs> How did you score theta? <laughs> Two safeties and a rouge. That's how we got there. Yeah, I feel I, I, there is one thing on LSU that's just like outright dumb, and it's so hard to do because it's so hard to do as a fan because you go. Well, all right, I'm not a coach, and I did not play Division One football. But this seems dumb. And then, you you know, which we're talking about moving Harold Perkins to inside linebacker, because Harold Perkins started last year and was primarily an edge rusher and was a nightmare. Mm-hmm. And his position was basically uh, fetch. Fetch. See the ball? Go fetch. Whoever's got the ball, go kill them. And he did it. And he was really good at it and was their prime threat. I understand the lineup's James Ojolari is not there. You got to move a lot of pieces around. It's a whole new defense. You can't expect them to do the same thing, but they are playing that man who is a quarterback eating machine off the ball. They're playing him off the ball and they are uh, doing things like having him shadow Jordan Travis. You can tell how well that worked because he had 341 yards passing and four TDs. Um, other factors than that besides not having harold perkins chase him but i would point out he did not have harold perkins chasing him a whole lot i think he had like eight rushes in the whole game whereas last year that number would have been much higher because he really couldn't play a position now they have him playing off by off ball and it's so hard because you go i understand all the real logical reasons you're doing that i do i understand i understand all of them you understand sometimes logic is stupid like yeah. sometimes all of the reasons, like you might be applying the correct lesson in the incorrect case. <laughs> I mean, last year, Harold Perkins felt like eight guys at once. This year, he yeah. feels like one guy. So oh, you should put all the other Harold Perkinses back, I think. Yeah, if you have a mad bomber, you, you don't ask them to just sit back and be like, you know, a little foot soldier. You just let the lunatic loose. That's, um, you know, I'm not saying have him play positionless, right? Like, you just go out there and kill someone. No. <laughs> Do whatever you want. That's fine. Have you ever heard the legend of Good Game Tim? He was a boy during the Great Depression, and to make money, he'd travel to cities and towns with a simple offer. 
For a dollar, you could challenge him to any game you chose. And if you won, he'd give you $20. Now, Tim could make such an enticing offer because this kid was an absolute whiz at games of all sorts. It could be a child's game like Hopscotch or Hide and Seek, or it could be an adult game like Poker or Backgammon. Tim would always walk away victorious. And they called him Good Game Tim, not just because he was so successful, but because he was a real sportsman about it. Tim never gloated, even as he won game after game after game. But one day, the rich owner of a local concert hall took Tim to his venue and challenged him to a new contest. My boy, he bellowed, I'll bet you can't pick the cheapest seat in this fine hall. And true enough, Tim was stumped. How was a child supposed to take the guesswork out of buying tickets or guarantee the lowest price to an event? Tim handed the concert hall owner $20 and disappeared for decades. Until he re-emerged triumphantly as an app and website, GameTime.co. Now, Tim, who accidentally added an E to his name when registering, can offer you last-minute ticket deals to NBA playoff games, baseball, concerts, and more. GameTime offers you last-minute deals where you can save up to 60%, and he provides you with panoramic views from your seat in the app before you buy. So take the guesswork out of buying NBA tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code FULLCAST for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply, and again, create an account and redeem code F-U-L-L-C-A-S-T for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I I would like to uh, once again. This is one reason why college football is superior to the NFL. The AP poll is a uh, an absolute gem because they'll give you the actual ballots. They'll actually tell you like here is how all of these things happened. And I would like to congratulate Jared McDonald of the Charles Charleston Gazette Mail, who has Florida State seventh, the lowest anybody has them, and has LSU sixth, the mm. highest anybody has. Them. That's uh. <laughs> I'm guessing that's a uh, filed on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> you, know that might, you know what that might be? Don't trust it. Want to see it? Sure, again? sure. Yep. Need to see uh, those results replicated. Need more evidence. Also, might Clemson at 12. I haven't looked at the full board, but uh, I'm guessing this is a clocking out early. And you know what? That's fine. If, if they wanted these games to count, they should have played them on Saturday. <laughs> that's a really good point. <laughs> I was going to spend time with family, no matter what. Sorry. Uh, this, gentleman, off. this gentleman also has Clemson 12th. So, yeah. Uh, but in the, exciting, in the exciting other receiving votes, man, like, that is my favorite, is the other receiving votes, because, man, Iowa, Iowa needs to get up there. Damn it. I just... And Jason, I think you've talked about this, how the playoff... The playoff committee is much better at sort of being like, fuck what we said last week. Yes. Last week is dead. And there are some, look, I'm not going to say everybody, like, Brett McMurphy has Florida State won. Love it. Love that decision. Does Love not, uh, has, has LSU all the way back at 12th. Doesn't have Clemson on his ballot at all. Like, great. Fucking rock. Beautiful, no question. Top 10 whatsoever. Oregon State, therefore correct. Um... But like by and large, it is it is a cowardly effort that is that is so much geared around like we could go meet with smart and handsome, and I must trust we could go meet. 
great. Hey, yeah. You know who else? You know who else has a? I think a, a thoroughly logical ballot for the most part. Yeah. Reese Davis, baby. Okay. Yeah, Reese Davis. Says, Reese Davis says FSU at one. Sure. It's really all yeah. I need to hear. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean that 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 tells me you're not just uh, looking at where you had them last week and sliding them up and down. Like just start from scratch. That's all. Start from right. scratch is all. I, that's but what the COP committee does. It's it's a. It's gonna work out in the end. Like yeah. if George if Georgia is the best team, they will 100% get chances to show that. Mm-hmm. And B like. It's just more interesting to sort of like I don't know. It it feels like shooting this. It feels like shooting the interest in the sport in the foot to just be like, well, we had Georgia at one and they beat UT Martin, so we just got to keep. I don't know. Just yeah. feels like the right <laughs> the, thing to do. The beauty of the AP poll is like, okay, it has it has in the moment utility. It tells you if you haven't been paying attention which games matter. Right. Um, it also has historical utility, which is the true beauty and value of it. Is we have a single running. Do- 36 that tells the story of every season every major program you know all these things with nothing but one little number next to a name um let it fluctuate let it tell Mm -hmm. that story you Mm -hmm. know like hemming it in and oh well ohio state we can only move them down one spot even though they didn't exactly look like they were top four at all particularly like let it let it breathe let it live right like Duke's not on at least one, maybe two, top 25s. Yeah, I see at least two where they're, mm-hmm. like, just not here. And that's why, like, that's that wild. just feels so wild. Because, again, if you if you decide past you is dead, don't care what they thought, you can put Duke wherever you want this week, and it has no effect on where you'll put them next week. It's not important. Can I... Also, just to give you another example of how to do this properly, mm-hmm. you know where Clemson is in Reese Davis's ballot? Nowhere. That's right. <laughs> Nowhere. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> gone. Reese Davis said, get that shit out of my bar. Bye. Take the, All, come, also come, back, like, come back after you beat Wake Forest. <laughs> you know who else Reese has in his top 25? LSU, which no, I think look, is no, fair. No, 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 no. That's not who I'm talking about. Look I who's got fair. 23rd. Oh, no. He has Wyoming because yep. he watched the game, I love and that it. was awesome. And you know what he has at 25? Which Texas I love. State, baby! Texas, Texas State, State for being Baylor! That's, that's, right. that's how you do it! Yeah. That's how you vote. Good job, Reese. <laughs> I know you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be stunned when you get a DM that's like, I was. And that's meanwhile, it. It's meanwhile, someone, uh, not seeing who, uh, still had Texas, t- Texas Tech ranked. It's like... <laughs> What? You were that impressed. You were that impressed with the road trip. <laughs> this is like this is like people who still like this is like people who are really like caping for. I was trying to think of like a, a fallen off mediocre rapper. <laughs> snow. Somebody's like snow is the truth. Yeah, yeah. I've I've heard That's many. That's not fair to snow. Yeah, I've heard many uh, sn- snow nostalgists in my time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't. He doesn't belong in the poll. Texas Tech and Snow are both out of the top 25. <laughs> um, do you want to talk about week two? More than yeah. anything, brother. So uh, one thing real quick. We've already mentioned El Asico, and I'm sure we'll mention it again. Um, folks, I have something to tell you about, all right? If you would like to get into the building, um, Jack Trice Stadium for El Asico, then have I got a deal for you. The URL is gametime.co. 
It is not GameTime.com. It's a tickets app where you, uh, you, can, you can buy tickets is what you can do there. That's what you do on a tickets app. In fact, I'm looking right now at El Asico. I can get you into that building for $116. How's that sound? Pretty good deal. Sounds worth it to me. These yes. teams hate each other. Yep. You're going to see a lot of stuff. Uh, all, all these numbers that I'm seeing have numbers next to them that indicate the prices have been higher, which means you're getting a good deal. But the deal gets better, okay? Because here's what I'm going to do for you. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code FULLCAST for $20 off your first purchase. Now, we're, I'm getting to El Asico for under $100, okay? Terms apply. Again, create an account <laughs> and redeem code FULLCAST for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets. Do it Saturday morning. I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Lowest price guaranteed. Yep. Get in your car now. If you live far, just start mm-hmm. driving. That's start it. driving. <laughs> Park you- the car while you use Game Time. Get back in the car and continue driving. Buy Dare, $20 Roger, Sher- Dare Roger Sherman to meet you there. <laughs> you probably will. <laughs> he will. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe Roger watched Northwecker, Northwestern Rutgers. Yeah, you knew he was going to do it. <laughs> and, you understand, and by the way, he was, he was in Utah on Thursday. Yeah. And he yeah. made it to Northwestern Rutgers. We're going to have Roger on pretty soon here. Uh, I saw him when he was in town for the Vanderbilt game. And I know you, I assume you saw him in Utah. No. That's the okay. funny part. We were supposed to no. Yeah, yeah. Think, All right. So this think, pair, this pair. How do you think this scheduling <laughs> logistics? With these, no. I mean, shit. Actually, I so, take it back. Rogers, the logistics master of this right. season. At the moment, it but it did happen to this. I texted him, "Hey, do you want to come have lunch with me?" And I sat down at the place where we were supposed to have lunch, and I began eating. And this is after he'd been like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're let's see. I, I can do lunch." And I was like, "Well, how about we meet here?" nothing nothing i go to lunch i sit down at the place uh it was the red iguana which is like the cliche mexican place you have to go in salt lake so i sit down and i get a text that says sorry lol ate there last night things got chaotic you know and (laughs) (laughs) then yeah yeah and then it was my turn i went to the game walked back it was late (laughs) and he's like where are you like i get the text you know after the game yeah, like, like I'm going to bed, brother. I got to get up. <laughs> so we will meet somewhere else down the road this season. I have no doubt, not intentionally. <laughs> I'm confident. Not intentionally. You I'm confident. I mean, I, I think the cav- the unintentional caveat. Yeah, that's okay, true. now I'm betting on it. Now, yeah, I'm that's what I was going to say. Yeah. That's how I'm going to make sure it's going to happen. Is that I will put absolutely no effort into this, <laughs> and we will end up sitting next to each other. <laughs> I ran into Roger at Kroger. <laughs> yeah, that's it. At Kroger Field, <laughs> Kentucky, baby. <laughs> Um, I do want to talk about week two because week two has, I think, some of like week two has a lot of our like tone setter, level setter games where I think we discover like, ooh, this team's really bad or it's not as bad as you think it's going to be. I like week mm -hmm. two, week three for that where you go, hmm, this team might be ass. And then you bring it closer to your face and you go, hmm, yeah, that team is definitely ass or they improve and they look a little bit better. I know they scored a bunch of points and things went really great for them, but Ole Miss plays at Tulane at 3.30 Eastern. Horrible idea. On Saturday. And that seems like a really bad idea. I know we'll all be watching the gripping national incident (laughs) of note in El Asico 
Iowa at Iowa State. And I'm no longer even joking. I've always I've worked myself into a shoot when it comes to El Asico. <laughs> I will 100% uh-huh. be watching Iowa at Iowa State. <laughs> but at There's the same time... There's a lot time, of incidents going on at that exact time. Uh, El Asico, in addition to Ole Miss at Tulane, Ole Miss probably wins a terrible idea. Hand in Miami... Yep. That's a bad feelings game once again. That's that's it's It's not just a bad feelings game. It's a mm-hmm. no it's a we're gonna show you last year wasn't real. We're both gonna show you that we're bigger yeah, right, and stronger exactly, boys. Yeah. <laughs> no, that just seems like fumbles. One right? of you when is like, gonna we're gonna lose. try so hard. Yes. Yes. <laughs> One of you is gonna lose this game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll suck. It'll suck for you. Also, also the undercart in that time slot. We're, we're doing the afternoon first because it's Alaska week. Um, <laughs> yeah, had to. Texas State UTSA suddenly like mm, I think I'll, mm-hmm. <laughs> I yep. think I'll dip my toe into that. Yeah, yep. <laughs> for the first time ever, I am. I think I might pay slight attention to what's going on in San Marcos. This is, this is where I want to make up some John Boy shit. Like, G.J. Kinney's got the boys ready to play at the Armadillo Dome. <laughs> Down in the swamp. stadium. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, John needs a new one because Dabo definitely does not have the boys ready to play <laughs> no. in the swamp. <laughs> Dabo did not. That's not true. He's probably got it ready to play in the swamp. They could probably handle that. That's true. Oh, that's probably where they were. Yeah, that's where they were. Ah, oh, darn it. Just missed you. <laughs> you do get a fri- little Friday night snack of sorts. I'm not saying it's it contains tiny. a whole lot of nutrition, but it is Stamped. a morsel and a pretty tasty one at that Illinois at Kansas at 730 any, on ESPN. Any time, <laughs> the fact that we're going to get either 2-0 Kansas or 2-0 Illinois, like, we're not going to take that for granted. Those are those are things. No. I know Illinois barely beat Toledo, but, like, if we're either going to get 2-0 Kansas, or 2-0 Illinois facing off against Penn State the week after that. I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure everything will go totally totally normally. Or, we're going to get like, oh, uh-oh, Kansas off to a hot start. Here they come. Look out, Texas in a few weeks. Can we look at it positively? Yeah. For most, like, Illinois had a great game. They had a great game against a good Toledo team. I'll, I'll just, like, that's a good football game. I can't complain about that. This will probably also be a good football game. Sure. Uh, sure. Yeah, like uh, Luke, Luke Altmeyer looked pretty good for Illinois, and mm-hmm. and that's promising. And the Illinois defense was present in most regards. How about Thursday, the Murray State Louisville game? Anyone tuning in for that? <laughs> that's is that on national? That's oh god, that's an ACC network. It's game. it's it's that's the an annual uh, it's the annual punt Thursday night because the yeah, NFL's that's back. The, the tactical catheter special. What are the? Hold on, <laughs> NFL podcast real quick. <laughs> NFL schedule week. Because I, I want to know what I what NFL gruel I will be subjected to if I dog. You got not to you got that. the fucking lions coming up. <laughs> you, you got lions the, at Chiefs. You got the good lions. That's, I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Without Travis Kelsey, so guys, guys. <laughs> if the lions aren't good. I think Lions fans might just give up. If they can't finally be good for <laughs> they once. They deserve it. Nah. <laughs> They've been through too much. They're too, Jared, they're too steeped in Jared this. Jared Goff, I think, MVP. I, I worry more about Lions fans if they are good. That's true. How they will they ha- handle that? Yeah, mm-hmm. can't act like you've been there. Your most dangerous friend just won the lottery. Let's see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> Not only your most dangerous, but your saddest friend. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah. <laughs> That might be an example of the sick of Clemson thing. What if like the Lions just reel off three Super Bowls in a row and we're like, God, someone take down the damn Lions. <laughs> <laughs> 
Dan Campbell is the next Bill Belichick. Oh, so my God. sick of the Lions winning all the time. Everybody just starts hiring larger and larger coaches, right? Like, find someone coaches who can deadlift more than Dan Campbell. Coaches who say more and more violent things in their yeah. I murdered the other coach last week. He recovered, but I'm not going to let that happen again. New York Jets coach John Moxley is here. <laughs> Eddie so, Kingston is here to address his AFC South enemies. There's Coach the, Moxley with his trademark motivational fork. The Bears hired the Klitschko brothers. What the fuck? <laughs> we were fighting war, but now Coach Bears. <laughs> both noble causes. Both, right, both, both doomed, but noble. Back to week two. So at 11 uh, a.m. on Saturday. <laughs> yep. Vanderbilt's bid for three and zero oh. <laughs> against Wake Forest. No, that's a, it's the it's the doable uh, in the ACC no, SEC wait, 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 challenge. Wait, wait, wait. Why is that doable? It's it's doable. not not doable. It's I think not, it's, no, I mean I'm not saying like oh man, Vandy's gonna pants him. No, we could, we got so, our short we got our short king at Wake Forest at quarterback. <laughs> there this was is, very this, this little is a version the of the yeah. Illinois Kansas thing. One okay. of these teams is gonna win and be in good shape. Okay, I and can go with I, that. How many decades has that not been the case? I don't think I, this is the Wake team that, that that has rolled out the past couple of years that mm-hmm. is like formidable against Be, the top of the. You ACC. think because of Hartman or just like? I think Hartman. Large. I think Hartman has something to do with it, but I I just don't. I don't see them in that mold. Like their performance against Elon was a little underwhelming, considering Oof. that should have been uh, much like what Oregon experienced on Saturday. Right. Um, but I yeah no, and I think Vanderbilt's like. Yeah, they're at the bottom of the SEC. Sure, but they're much they're secondi- like they're, Their they're secondary much is better. wildly suspect. Wildly suspect. It I'm, is, I'm but, gonna, it is you, but like they've already played a team that let airs the hell out of the ball, you know, and they survived it. It wasn't pretty, but they survived no, it. And Wake's going to no. do the same shit. All right. I so mean, say Vandy gets past point Wake. Toss. Then you got Vandy at UNLV. What? How, what? Uh, <clears throat> okay. So uh, we're staring down the barrel of 4-0 and Vanderbilt. Uh Hosting well, Kentucky and Mizzou. I'm going to try to find the last time Vanderbilt started the year four and zero. You guys remember, by the way. It's going to take a little while. It was probably that James Franklin year when all the other teams were sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> the mono year. The SEC yeah. got mono, and Vandy had like ten wins. Yeah. And Vandy, yeah, no one made yeah. out with Vandy, so they were good. Yeah, yeah that's exactly <laughs> what happened. Um, um, I would. Uh, by the way, I would also point out that UNLV game. This is Vandy's excellence in scheduling. They have gone to Hawaii and Vegas <laughs> in successive years. Well that's done. A good point. Uh, it's yeah. 2008. Vanderbilt went five and zero to open the year, beating mm. Miami of Ohio, South Carolina, Rice, Old Miss, and Auburn. What yeah. a journey through the academic rankings. And then they won two more games the rest of the year. That's fine. Bank it early, baby. Yeah, that's true. Wins are wins. Work, work smarter, not harder. Yep. Still ahead of Florida, as we said. Yep. So say Vandy gets to – say they get to 5-1. and one. Say they yeah. take down either Kentucky or Mizzou. I mean, shit, after that, they get to play Florida. Correct. This is an awesome schedule. Correct. Mm-hmm. And then and then home and then, against Georgia. <laughs> game day's coming, baby. Yeah, collect all those wins. Yeah, get to get to 7-0, uh, and 0, host, uh, host Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, speaking of terror, Nebraska at Colorado. Um, yeah, yeah. Suddenly, suddenly looking like not much of a game, frankly, based on is what that, we saw last that's, week. That's that's such it's a. It's looking bold like sti- a fucking awesome game. It is bold. Uh, what 
I can only work with you the think Colorado's just going to work Nebraska. Nebraska can hang with anyone. Yeah, I uh, yes, I'm not saying Colorado's going to lose. I will but say I'm this say- confidently: three point loss for Nebraska. How's that? Okay, that that's fine. Good. That's fine. Three point loss for Nebraska. Those are entertaining. Yeah, for yeah. 49 every, states. Every yeah. Colorado game this year is going to be fucking awesome, regardless of who they play. Because I, I, I don't think they, can, I don't think they, they're going to be able to stop anyone yeah, in the second. Anyone half. can score on them. Yeah, and I think Colorado State they can score on almost anyone. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, I think they're just going to destroy Colorado State. And maybe Nebraska maybe can lose a one score game to anyone. I'm like really excited. Colorado plays USC right in like week yes. eight. I think yeah. no, Colorado plays USC uh, earlier than that. I believe. Okay, it's week f- uh, four. Yeah, week five. That game it is going to fucking rule because neither of those teams week will five. stop each yes. other at all. Week five, and they play they play Oregon the week before that. Yeah, Colorado, Oregon State. This is mm-hmm. loaded with Colorado games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. These all of a sudden look like nothing but quality top to bottom. <laughs> It's kind right. of beautiful. Thank you for redeeming a large swath of the schedule, Colorado. So if Colorado beats Nebraska and that rule drops to 0-2, then they host Northern Illinois, a, th- a team I think they've lost to in the last few years, and a That's team true. that just beat Boston College. Yep. Who sucks. Boston College sucks. And and then that will mean they'll have to beat Louisiana Tech to get the first. Like, this is Scott Frost Day all over again. So at 1-3, then they play Michigan. So and then they play and, and full full strength Michigan, no less. In Jim, yeah. Jim Harbaugh's yes, <laughs> dramatic return. Yes, yeah, uh, it's, it's the, re- the return fights. of the king. <laughs> <laughs> the hamburger, the Burger King. <laughs> I'm holding up. I'm holding up. Uh, At the turn of the tide. <laughs> yeah, I'm holding up an eight for the eight ounce burger that he will consume. Let's like I want to. I want to be real clear. So much respect to Michigan for somehow making like the Twitter timeline really focused on Michigan football in a game in which they easily destroyed. Had no <laughs> effort like, whatsoever necessary. Like what a fucking Yomi's effort to mm-hmm. to get to wedge yourself into the discourse. I'm hey. really proud of you, Michigan. Hey y'all, we thought we shouldn't be talking about him, but we're talking about we're him talking right about now, Michigan. That's right. Talking about the wolves. Mm-hmm. Do they, do, like, do they have the most main character disease of, uh, <laughs> of anyone in the top five? I love them. Yeah, at the moment, like, yes. Like Bama doesn't. Bama's kind of no. like don't look at us for a couple months. Mm-hmm. You yes. Know? Georgia's. Yeah. Uh, they're kind of the same, you know. But like Ohio State, God, I wouldn't want to be looked at if I was them for nope. a long time. But Ryan, Ryan Day is an NPC, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, some interstate violence with uh, James Madison at Virginia. Congratulations to James Madison, because I feel like you could have win that game. Uh, Notre Dame at NC State. Why am I laughing already saying that? I, <laughs> Just fond memories. I, don't, I, I, I actually don't think this is going to go that way. No, I think Notre Dame's going to win. Yeah. Yeah, because like, they're pretty good. NC State really, really let UConn hang around. Mm-hmm. Really let is, UConn hang around. And, and Sam Hartman, uh, again, with all respect to Wake Forest, the QB development school for Notre Dame now. Uh, he's real good. He's real good. Honestly, he might be better because I think the beard is like powering him up. The beard mm-hmm. is immaculate. It, so I, I, I remember I, I brought this up at least on one app or another as soon as he transferred. Are, is this the most handsome coach quarterback duo in college football history? Yeah. Like I thought about it for several hours and I, I, it, it, I blanked. It's really high up there. It is. It's a little unfair because Sam Hartman's like Sam Hartman's a year younger than Jalen Hurts. 
And I think like that's a very handsome age. Yeah, I yeah. think like being twenty four helps. Like twenty four tends to be a hands- handsomer age than like twenty or twenty one does. You you've you've added some like like adult masculine kind yes. of features. Yeah, right. A little more rugged. Added a beard, which is lumberjack worthy. Yep. You know, on an already handsome face, it's a devastating combo, man. Utah Baylor. Um, uh, two teams uh, headed in opposite directions <laughs> at the moment. I think Utah is going to be more than happy to help them continue that plunge straight into the abyss. I think you, Utah's not Utah's not the one you're like. Ah, I need a lifeboat. Like boot on the head. They will go ahead and push you under the waves. <laughs> I love that they they beat your team. Therefore, they're they're they're, they're completely unstoppable. And you uh, I would right. not say that. I will just say this: they're not helping. They're definitely not going to help. Sure, sure, I've sure. seen I've seen a team with serious structural issues face this team already. It went very poorly for that team. Yeah, and I, I don't say that like you're you're making excuses for Florida or whatever. Yeah. I just mean you've beheld the horror of Utah. I have beheld the horror. The same. <laughs> they didn't even have their starting QB, and they were like headlock. Do you like a headlock? We're hitting you with the uh, the bullpen. And Baylor's offensive line may be worse than Florida's. Like that's that's not good when you're facing Utah. They were they were line. certainly sloppy as shit. Yeah, so that's going to go very poorly for Baylor. And Utah and Cam Rising might be playing for you. Not that it mattered for Florida. But <laughs> Not whatever. that it mattered. Not that it mattered at all. It's fine. The most Ohio place in the world will be in Columbus, Ohio on Saturday. Youngstown <laughs> State at Ohio State. Oh, the testosterone. Oh, the collection of bad tattoos and UFC fans made up by these two fan bases. The Trussell Bowl, I don't even mention it because it's competitive, only to note the pure, untitrated concentration of Ohio-ness is off the charts for this one. There is one goal for Ohio State in this game, I think, hmm. and that is make the passing game look awesome. Like, make Kyle McCord look awesome, right? Mm-hmm. That, that, because, like, look, Indiana's one game, it sort of felt like Ohio State was like, God, fucking hate this team's the conference can't wait till we kick them out in five years <laughs> but um if kyle mccord goes out and has even just a like fine day against youngstown state it's gonna be fucking doomsday on ohio state message boards like he has to go out and be like yep 78 percent completion rate four touchdowns wasn't in the game in the second half at all didn't need to be like that that feels like what you should be true if you are if you're trying to politic, at least, if you're Ryan Day, that feels like, which means they're here going to be like, well, we're just going to run ball control offense and try to get them 18 passes, just make them count. Yeah. I didn't think it, the second half, he didn't look too bad. Like, I thought he, he played a lot better in the second half from what I saw. But, but the, yeah. But, this, but the standard is, like, way up here. Standard's ridiculous. So... The standard is Justin Fields throwing for 40 TDs in a year. Yes, yes the standard is CJ Stroud. <laughs> the standard might be your problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a good yeah. point. I mean, yeah, we, we've talked about it many times. Ohio State has just lo- almost literally never had a bad season. So, like, in no way have they ever had to adjust the standard. <clears throat> no, you just plug somebody and, in and, and you're in, like... In a way, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. Like, 30 TDs. Ho-hum. Yawn. That would be... That would be considered like acceptable for Kyle McCord, and you know what? Just if it's a little lower, that's fine. You also have to remember this: a lot of turnover on that offensive coaching staff. 
they lost Kevin Wilson. They promoted Mike Hartline to offensive coordinator. But also, the offensive coordinator is kind of also the head coach who always mm-hmm. has his thumb on the scale heavy when it comes to play calling and game design and bringing someone along. So, like, not that they're not on the same page, but, like, you know, it's it'll take a minute. It'll take a minute to sort of figure out what you're doing and how you're doing it, right? Okay. Even if it's all on paper, it's going to take time because there are so but many new moving parts. Youngstown State is the opponent where you get it right, isn't that it? That is the opponent. Right? This is, we run it past skeleton boy. Like, like <laughs> to jump a little bit, Cincinnati destroyed Eastern Eastern Kentucky, and uh, like Emory Jones put up a crazy stat line: nineteen twenty three for three hundred forty five yards, five touchdowns, and ran for another two touchdowns on the ground. Mm-hmm. E- EK like EKU wasn't going to win that game, but like part of what good teams do in these in in the clear overmatches is it's like oh this is where we get everybody feeling fucking great. About what we're doing. So I'm hearing Graham Mertz, 500 yards, okay. three, three rushing TDs. <laughs> You're dead, McNeese. You hear me? You're dead. <laughs> Graham Mertz came all the way here from Madison to tear your ass up, McNeese. <laughs> um, so speaking of large numbers, uh-huh. uh, 6 Eastern on Saturday, I'm hitting you with SMU Oklahoma. <laughs> in, case, in case you like big numbers going big. I thought the over, like, can you look up the over? Because right now I think I think it was it seemed astonishingly low. It's yeah, it was it, at like uh, seventy four or something. A, a little seventy uh, seventy point five is what I'm seeing. A little timid, a little spooked by the play count thing. Which mm. uh, since we know it's a myth, let's go ahead and hammer that O. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so here we go. Oklahoma hammer over for year. Military academies hammer under. Buy uh, new house. Yeah, that, uh, the, uh, the, careful with the service academies. That That is the rule change that does. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That has, broke, yeah. has broken my heart. Um, Cincinnati Pitt, uh, just one note. It's on the goddamn CW. That's right. That's right, baby. <laughs> on the same network as like nine shows about Batman's children and uh, <laughs> whatever else they do there these days. That's where uh-huh. Cincinnati Pitt is. Yeah, Cousin you, of Batman, only on CW. <laughs> all the, you know, all the like all the vampire shows. Sure. Um. All yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are bat shows in a way. Do you like mystery? Real journey Nancy for the CW Drew. when it was like, hey, let's do like vaguely religious family or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do they still have Seventh Heaven? I don't know. <laughs> no, they have the Nancy Drew mysteries, which I know Pat Narduzzi is a huge fan of. Is that one of those where they were like Nancy Drew found a beheaded corpse? Is it real super dark like that? I believe so. I think it's like, yeah, I think it's like Nancy Drew's like, the victim was a sexy lady. Flashback, sexy lady. CW, CW, where's my gritty Bernstein bears? (laughs) (laughs) It's bad bad when you're watching a show and you're like, is everyone watching this okay? No. No? No. So you have have Edgelord Nancy Drew versus Batman's grandson leading into Cincinnati Pit. That's right. Uh, And, you know, you could watch Texas Alabama instead or Mm -hmm. you could watch the CW. Oh, they also have Walker, which is the okay. <laughs> the reimagining of Walker, Texas Ranger. Oh, I definitely what? know Pat Narduzzi is a fan with of the dude with the dude from um, um, uh, Gilmore Girls, right? Uh, Jared Jared Padalecki wasn't he on Gilmore Girls? Did I make that up? I don't know because I don't, the only thing I remember about the Gilmore Girls was watching it and going, "I wish these people would stop talking." So many words. So many words. Maybe I've missed this. No, uh, he's Dean. While you look that up, he is on. Yeah, he's Dean on Gilmore Girls. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Okay, I bet he had a lot of dialogue. 
Uh, Dean, no. <laughs> Dean was always kind of more just kind of captured in the middle of Rory and Lorelai's thing. But I'm he's shocked. a giant piece Cerber of shit on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot Cerber is <laughs> Dean. Which is in yeah, line with right. the I was waiting for Cerber to leave him. I've been serene candidate activated Cerber again. You guys, like, <laughs> there was enough silence. Like, it got mentioned enough. I was like, well, I guess I'm going to get in here with this. Like, Thank you. First off, Dean is Rory's first girl, uh, first uh, boyfriend. First boyfriend. Um, so they break up, and then eventually <laughs> Dean gets married to another girl, but then has an affair with Rory, Rory. while he's married yep. to this other girl, which Rory thinks Rory's is just pe- completely fine. Because Rory's a piece Roy's a piece of shit, right? Yeah, Roy's a like piece of shit. She, not only is she the impetus for this affair, she's really fully to blame for it. I don't blame Dean at all. Um, <laughs> wow. No. <laughs> Dean, Dean is to blame, and they deserve each other, just like she deserves every other piece of shit she winds up on, on the show with. Except for Jess, who is a good guy by the end of things and does not deserve to be dealing with Rory's bullshit. Cincinnati Pit. Yeah. Cincinnati Pit. Apologies to Alexis Bledel. I think she's probably a delight, but man, she plays a really my wa- shitty. My wife works with her, and she was a delight. Yeah. She said she was a great lady. Yeah. Um, I wanted to point out that Oregon's playing at Texas Tech for some reason. Just don't know why that's happening. Don't. Just what a marvel. <laughs> what a miracle. No need for that. Um, if you if we're giving you lots of reasons to avoid Texas Alabama, you know whatever we're gonna watch Texas Alabama. But yeah, yeah, um, if fine. if that game gets out of hand for any reason, I'm gonna point out quite possibly the FCS game of the year. Quite possibly North Dakota State off to the side accepted Montana State from your Big Sky Conference against South Dakota State. Huh? Huh? Just in, just in case you need a second screener, that's that's about as good as it's gonna get. That's good. That's spicy. I'm thinking um, that went up. Jacksonville State looks really good. They're playing yeah. Coastal at six. They're two and zero already. Um, Coastal is clearly figuring out what it is post Jamie Chadwell. Like Jacksonville State could be setting up for a very nice season in Conference USA, which like looks so so as a whole. Like it does. Yeah. It, it, there's nothing about Conference USA that's like, oh, I don't think Jacksonville State could. Eh, they could. They, they do need to work on their uh they do need to work on their social media promo strat because they did have a thing about their offensive line coach rick trickett who rick trickett if you don't know is just like would you talk about crusty offensive line coach none older none crustier it advertised his career as 50 seasons coaching okay that's impressive next line 10 nfl draft picks and i was like some some just so like a few I was like, he was at he was at Florida State for a long time, wasn't he? Uh, West Virginia was like the longest run I can remember. Oh, okay. He was with, that's why he's with Rich Rod. He's like an yeah. old Rich Rod guy, and he was at Florida State. If you saw if you ever saw Florida State's offensive line just freeze on a false start or on an offsides, mm-hmm. right? Just freeze. Yeah. That's a Rick Trickett thing because evidently, yeah. like he just tased them if they moved in practice, right? Like he was kind of a psychotic, <laughs> psychotic, rage filled, old school offensive line coach. But they said ten NFL draft picks. I'm like, don't make the math easy for me to like argue. Right, like, don't just pick a number. You could have made it eleven, and I would have been like, "Oh, that's hard math. I'm not going to do that." Just pin state it. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Put some dramatic bullshit up there, like a, an offensive, offensive lineman line. drafted every year except for <laughs> except for except for forty. Yeah, for forty of these years. <laughs> uh, so we're getting into the part of the schedule that's uh, heavy on the Pac-12, obviously. So my question is: the Pac-12 yeah. currently ranking, reigning, the mm-hmm. only 
undefeated conference Dominant. in all of college football. Can't happen after this, though. Someone should take them down. <laughs> can anyone? Can they go undefeated against everyone except the Pac-12? Except right? themselves. So Stanford, Utah, Utah, yeah. Baylor. I think we're taking Utah. Yeah. Colorado, we're taking Colorado. Yeah. Washington's going to beat Tulsa. It doesn't sound like we're too worried about Oregon at Texas Tech. And again, folks, like we said at the top, if an upset happens, it doesn't mean it's, we're... It's, uh, it's good to be wrong. It's, it's not breaking our hearts. Yeah. Where, where this really hinges for me is Wisconsin at Wazoo. Now, Wazoo won that last year. Um... No, I'm confused. Like I like I am I am <laughs> I'm deep I will tell you. This is a deeply confusing game to me because I did watch Wisconsin last weekend and they look like they're rehearsing. That's they don't they're, really they, they are figuring it out. 100%. They're figuring it out. 100%. They had some success. Tanner Morkai looked more and more comfortable as the game went on. Um but they that's that's the work in progress. And they're going to be facing my crazy legs O'Houlihan Memorial Award winner of the year, Cam Ward, who uh, is bonkers. Like as as college a quarterback as college football ever spat out. So I think I'm more worried about Arizona at Mississippi State. That's the biggest spread here. That's the uh, yeah. It, it, that would be a ten point upset. So. Those, I, those two at the same time, if we, our beloved Pac-12, gets past, past that, I think momentum, there's a surge. UC Davis, Oregon State, come on, it's Oregon State. They're going to beat everyone. Um, USC, Stanford doesn't matter for our purposes here. Uh, I would love it. <laughs> yes. I was going to love what I wanted. it. If everything rolls into these four teams, Auburn, Cal, Oklahoma State, Arizona State, those like, four teams in games involving stakes, <laughs> consequences, narratives. I the the game I have the least lean data inclination instinct or read on is Auburn Cal. Correct. <laughs> and no matter only, the season. No matter, yes, no matter yes, who's playing. Much, okay. Much. Not only Outside, that. Like, uh, is Cam Newton on Auburn? No, I have no clue. Then. The <laughs> yeah. default setting on this was already deep question marks on map like terra right. incognita right and then i don't know if you know this so i'm just gonna bring everyone up to speed on it that cal's but three cal, their last three sec games but cal <laughs> who has been playing 17 to 15 football for the past five seasons yeah right under justin wilcox cal went and scored 58 damn points against North Texas. Now you say North Texas sucks. One, that's very offensive to me, coach of the North Texas Mean Green. We are doing our best and that's correctable. <laughs> two, two. Drop 50. Drop 50. I don't 50. care. Yeah. They, they drop 50. So now that combined with Auburn having what appears to be a functional offense, I have no idea what's going to happen in this game. None. Absolutely none. Less than none. Cal Cal is good at Cal is good at um, giving you one result a year that you're like, what the, what the fuck did Cal do? Wait, what? Like they're not they can't do it over nine games, ten games. They're like they they obviously can't string it together. Or at least they haven't recently. But like Cal beat Ole Miss back in back to back years. This is and not like oh you mean re, g good Cal of yesteryear? No shit, Cal. Shit, Cal did that. <laughs> yeah. And against Auburn on the road. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I, I am looking forward to uh, embracing the mystery. I say that in the sense That's of Margot of Margot Martindale at the end of Justified Season 2. <laughs> That's probably how I'll feel at the end of this game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Honestly, Oklahoma State, Arizona State feels just as confusing simply because Arizona State, <sighs> Arizona State roster. State looked so rough in that opening game. Yeah, yeah. If if not for, I mean, if not for uh, Colorado, Arizona State would be the team everyone's looking at like, what the fuck are they going to be? And we still uh, don't know. Yeah, yeah a 24-21 win. Not great, to be win. clear. Yeah, a 24-21 win over the Southern Utah Thunderbirds. Which I believe was the... Um, Southern Utah was the team that covered the biggest spread without winning, I believe, I think. Which, you don't really want to win that game. That's not really... You know what I mean? You don't want to be the team right. on the other end of the team almost covering the 30-point spread. Yeah. Right. And like... Or almost winning as a 30-point dog. Oklahoma State gave up a lot, a lot of yards to Central Arkansas. Mm-hmm. That game, that game was close late. Ah, phew. yeah. Yeah. By by the way, that being the defensive coordinator at Oklahoma State, just or working for Mike Gundy, period, seems very stressful. I don't know if you saw Derek Mason, who's doing commentary. That's on That's why I won't do now. it. That's why I won't Man, do it. I won't take Derek, that Derek job. Mason, who 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 basically just left that job rather than not even for another job, just like just out, just like nah. He's doing TV now. He looks so relaxed, dude. He grew his hair out. <laughs> I didn't know Derek Mason had hair. He's got a <laughs> glorious head of hair. He looks so... He didn't look like the same person. Do you think we're going to find that out about Clark Lee in a few years? Be like, Oh, that Clark shit. Lee can grow Clark like a... He's got lettuce. Yeah, <laughs> Clark Lee has a Trevor Lawrence, like, <laughs> renaissance sex god mane. <laughs> like, goddamn, he looks like Vigo the Carpathian. Look at him. <laughs> This seems to happen. Like, Bob Stoops got handsome. Sure. Yeah. yeah. No, Derek Mason looked 10 years younger and had a full head of hair on TV. Like, hey, guys. I mean, how we it, doing? once you have money, you should quit football. Oh, my God. How handsome will Marcus Freeman get? My goodness. It's unfathomable. <laughs> that's, I think it'll go all the way back around. It'll go all the way back around. He's ugly. He's ugly now. He's horrifying. Yeah. He's hideous. <laughs> He's uncanny valleyed. Oh God! I can't look at it. He's going to have to have surgery to make himself look ugly. Like he's going to have the handsome Squidward thing. Ratings have tanked. I would like to say Dan Mullen looks just as fucking dorky not coaching as he did coaching. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much the most most little rascals adult you've ever seen, Dan Mullen. Urban Meyer also did not get handsome. He, oh, and part of it is he wears the um, fucking Roger Stone sunglasses still. Right. Mm-hmm. He's too horny to be handsome. <laughs> <laughs> anyone with the viral moment you're referring to, anyone else would be like, oh, come on. That's someone talking to a person. With him, right. I'm like, we see you. <laughs> Car- that cameraman knew. The cameraman was like, oh, look, it'll look like I'm just framing the just, shot. Just getting, wiggle, wiggle, just wiggle. Getting set up. Just getting set up for more great football talk on. Look at Urban. <laughs> I can't believe Urban's pants were on during that shot. Uh, and then we end with the University of Albany. The road trip of the year. Flying all this. I looked it up. This is not the furthest an opponent has had to go to play Hawaii. This is not even top five. Maine, Boston College, UMass, um, uh, West Point is just barely further as well, and there is one more who I can't remember. 
But Albany's real close. It's like 5,000. It's just an absurd amount of distance that they have to go. This is when um, <clears throat> on Split Zone Duo, we did the um, we picked FCS upsets. This was a consideration for me just because, like, you look at the what, whatever the spread is on home in front of me, and you're like, oh, God, of course, they're going a million miles. And there's no way. There's no it's, way. But, uh, it's 4,943 miles from Albany to Honolulu. I'm, just, I'm, I'm not going to tell anyone to download the Team 1 app and stay up until 4 a.m. to watch a team travel 5,000 miles. To play. But I'm just going to say it, it might be an okay game. <laughs> I mean, they almost might. beat Marshall. Sure. So yeah. Albany's not a bad team. Are these the Great Danes? These are the Great Danes. Yes, that's Jared. Also, that's Fl- Florida State defensive end Jared versus former team. Yeah, the Great Danes. Yeah, yeah, they're probably as good as him. They probably got a lot more guys. Probably there. they're all like him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's the secret. But uh, and and also um, since we're since we're dropping uh, gambling truisms today, uh, Hawaii's home field advantage is uh, always wildly overrated. Like they 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 are not good at covering at home. The, I it's, think it's, it's it's a mental thing. I think it's because like. Everybody who thinks about it is in their 30s or older, and it's like, oh God, when I travel, I'm so sleepy. Right. But it's like, you're yeah, betting on when you're when you're 19, you're like, I'll sleep anyway. Fuck you. <laughs> Do they have Taco Bell? I'm good. Right. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. These are. I asked one time. I asked the trainer for the All Blacks what they did to really like, because you know they fly ridiculous distances. We're like, oh man, they gotta play five 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 thousand miles. Not saying that's insignificant, especially in terms of college football travel. The All Blacks and international rugby teams are like, we flew from Singapore to Johannesburg for a match, you know. And I asked them, I was like, what do you do to adjust for those times and distances? And they're like, eh, not much. <laughs> they just <laughs> they just rock. They're just like everybody sleeps, everybody drinks water, get off the plane, hit somebody. Go if back you home. deny the presence of time zones, they can't hurt you. Hmm. I honestly think that's a really good approach. <laughs> I could you're, probably you're, build a, a pretty good Instagram following just based on that health logic. Just Ed Milet, the travel guide, right? <laughs> this, I rearranged this, no, time. This reminds me of the time Spencer and I went to Talladega and we showed up two hours early because we did the time zone math backward. <laughs> <laughs> Rod- Which turned out to turned out to rock, right? <laughs> yeah, which like, was fine. We went to Waffle House. We met a cool dog. So. Roger, you're going to do this at some point on this trip. Just accept that and understand. Yeah, Ro- yeah. I'm worried Roger's going to show up at a stadium and be like, "Oh, that game's not for another week." <laughs> That's going to happen. <laughs> I have- There'll be something going on. Yeah, yeah. I have one. Can I can I sneak one more game yeah, in please, there? Just because. Just because. Better not be Florida. Absolutely not. Thank you. <sighs> Stanford at USC. <laughs> okay. No, I th- no, 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 no. Fine. Have you okay. watched Stanford? No, of course not. Okay, I watched Stanford. I actually watched Stanford. Okay, okay. Entertaining. They're huh. they're like That's they weird. don't look like the same team. Yeah, it is weird. <laughs> it is very weird. Stanford okay. looked very, very entertaining. Like loose. I've never wow. seen a Stanford team look loose. I don't really know if they're good, but I don't think that matters against USC's defense. Okay, at all. So like. I don't know if they can beat USC, but based on what I've seen out of USC's defense, this is like a third quarter that this goes into the third quarter because their defense still sucks. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> hmm. I'll take a peek, I guess. Take a, take, take a gander. Take Ash, a gander. Ashton Daniels is pretty fun. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Like Ashton Daniels can. Throws a, throws a nice throw, ball. He, he does throw a nice ball. Yes. 
Yes, and their offense is now kind of, kind of spready, little wacky, right? Like little, little like it definitely does not look like, you know, four tight end Stanford of yore. Also, Caleb Williams is going to do some like crazy shit, and that yeah. that that's worth watching in and of its like it 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 is a little frustrating that USC's defense is such a story that we can't be like, holy shit, Caleb Williams is just a fucking monster, but. That's Alex Grinch for you, baby. He does a he does a move that literally looks like somebody is controlling him with a fast twitch keyboard, right? The little like two steps up, two steps back, yeah. two steps up, two steps back. Like he moves he moves in exact like right angles yeah, in like the Pac-Man. pocket. Yeah, he does the Pac Man. It's terrifying. 